28 of Cup of Chi. I'm Anthony Monteith. And again, we return with Kurt Scott of the Dragon Style Lung Ying Kung Fu. And it's exciting. This is the Christmas special edition because we have Kurt with us, who's based in Dublin. We have a very exciting news on the 16th of December. There's going to be a premiere of his film, The Celtic Dragon. And it's his journey from, I suppose we could say, west to east, Kurt, rather than east to west. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening? Yeah, so um, just like what you said there, Anthony, some exciting times coming up. We've uh, we've managed to get my movie or my docu-film, I suppose, is, is more of an accurate kind of uh, description. We've managed to get that onto the Odeon Cinema, the, the cinema in Eastwall Road there in Dublin. So it's a, it's a full screen proper big screen, proper theater. So it was um it was a big ask getting it in there, but we got it in. So very exciting for myself and for people that are interested in the movie. Um the movie itself has been a, a two-year project nearly. So we started way back at the start of uh 2021, um kind of at, at the tail end of, of COVID. Um I suppose to give you a bit of background on how the movie came about so anybody that's watched any of our previous, you know, your previous episode with me in that, um, the the cup of chair, I think we were saying there just before off air that it was um episode 12, so quite a while back. Um, they know that I'm doing Lung Ying Dragon Style Martial Arts for coming up on 40 years now. So started at nine years of age for the Bertie, as I explained in that. So I'm on the wrong side of 48 now, so almost 40 years doing the, the style. And somewhere along the way, I had kind of a, a, an idea or a concept that I wanted to try and capture everything that I've done over the years. Um, the reason behind that was is just purely because I thought, look, it's interesting. People would be interested in what me journey kind of, you know, there's not many Irish guys that can say that they fell in the traditional style of Kung Fu. Um, so I managed to get into a traditional um, style of Kung Fu. And then somewhere along the way, I also got interested in the traditional Chinese medicine. Um, I've had seafoods in Hong Kong in terms of um, the medicine and particularly the herbalism, which is kind of, you know, my my expert field. That's what I, I really um, excel in. That's what I enjoy is the herbs. I'm also, you know, quite a good acupuncturist, I would like to hope. But I, I love the herbalism. And uh, and again, I mentioned in the docu-film, a lot of people in the West, um, they actually have reversed how Chinese medicine is done in China. So in China, the herbalism is very much seen as top tier. It's seen as the superior medicine, the medicine that will treat, you know, internal um, chronic disease and things like that. Whereas the acupuncture is like a, a, an add-on or, or a, you know, it, Another tool in the toolbox, basically to help. Um, but as you say, in the in the West, people just gravitate towards the acupuncture much more, and it's become more important over here. Um, the reasons behind that we can debate another day, I'm sure. But um, mm. you know, herbalism... the next podcast because I have my own thoughts on acupuncture. Yeah, so the herbalism look, we can discuss that another day. So yeah, so the film explains our whole journey. I also cover, which I wanted to cover, which can be a contentious point as well, is a little bit of kind of my um my spiritualism, I suppose. So my what I like to practice, my daily practices in terms of Taoism and and chanting and and so on and so on. Um, so it's a really interesting piece. 
Um, it was interesting the way it actually came together. So I suppose in my life, I've always had um, things have kind of just came to me at the right time. So that's the way my life's always evolved. When I need something, it happens. Um, I never kind of push anything. I just, you know, I believe in the natural the natural laws, as they say, the universe. So things just come when I need them. So I've been fairly lucky that way. Now, I'm not saying I've lived a charmed life. I've, you know, I've had, I've had issues as well. But when I want positive energy, it generally comes to me. So as I suppose fate would have it, as they say, almost two years ago, I got a client in, a new client, um, young guy, lovely guy, got to know him very well, came in with sore knees. He had some serious issues going on in the knees in terms, in, in terms of kind of cartilage issues, uh, tendon damage, and so on and so on. Um, so I treated him. I think at this stage he had been doing a lot of physio. Maybe he was, you know, he was fizzing people for over a year at this stage. So he'd been doing physio and bits and pieces and some types of other um, holistic therapies in terms of, I think, laser and things like that. Anyway, he wasn't getting anywhere. He came to me. I used the protocol that I use uh, for, for knee injuries and things like that. So within, um, I think it was certainly less than six, but maybe about four to five sessions, we kind of had him good. He was back walking a lot. The the clicking that was there, the popping that was in the knee joints had gone out of knees. And he was, I think he was astonished, to be honest. So he had kind of said to me, look, you know, he said, um, when I'm in here, I, I noticed that, you know, when other people are coming out and they're at the counters and things like that, that they're singing your praises and that, you know, you're pretty good with the musculoskeletal issues and all that type of thing. And and he said, what you do is fascinating. And, you know, he said, would you be ever, you know, interested in putting it into a some kind of a documentary and i said yeah i probably would but i said to be honest i said I, i'll probably have a touch of ocd so i said i'm kind of a perfectionist so i said it wouldn't be something that i do unless it was absolutely spot on so i said you know it's not the type of thing i'm going to capture on, a, on a, a camera phone or something it'd have to be you know top notch hmm. And with that, he just said, okay, so I'm your man. He says, I'm a filmmaker. He says, I've made some, you know, well-known documentaries. He said, I work with some, you know, big industry. He said, I've made an Irish movie and all that type of thing. So I said, okay, let's give it a shot. And, and it just kind of evolved out of that. He's a really easygoing guy, kind of like myself. But at the same time, similar to myself, he seems to be very much a perfectionist. So he likes, you know, a bit of OCD as well. He likes everything done right. So between the two of us, when we came together, it was it was fairly easy to walk together. Um, he was as I suppose as driven as me, um, and he wanted a, a you know a good end result. So we, as you say, we started back in, in early twenty twenty one, and we done a lot of filming. I think at one stage we might have had something upwards of sixteen hours of footage, and we were kind of I suppose ruthless then in clawed in the back or editing it. So we kind of, you know, we butchered it back uh, to an hour and a half. So it was a feature-length documentary, which is great. Um, and, yeah, so it's turned out very good. I'm very proud of it. I know he's proud of it. Um, I think it holds up. I think it'll hold up anywhere. I think we could put on any of the platforms, whether it be Netflix or Amazon or whoever wants it. But the main thing is now is to get it out to the general public um, just to show people another way because – Certainly, um, and I, I know you've probably seen it as a you know uh, practitioner of Chinese medicine as well. 
certainly COVID was actually probably really good for Chinese medicine because I think a lot of people um, reflected on the, on their own personal health, I suppose. What are you looking after themselves enough? What are you doing enough uh, fitness? You know, because they were aware that the people that, you know, were compromised in terms of health, that if they got sick, they probably had less of a chance than really well, you know, healthy person with good well-being, you know, and that 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 means the, the mental health as well. So, you know, I've certainly seen an upturn in that. So I think it's the time where people are genuinely interested in, you know, I suppose the mental health, the physical health, the spiritual health, I suppose, if you want to put it that way. And yeah, so, you know, that's reflected in the fact that, um, you know, we've sold out the, 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 the full screen. So, you know, I think it's good. And um, I'm really, I'm really excited about next Saturday, to be honest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to coming. I'm going to bring my son with me who, you know, has battled with his own, uh, I suppose, f- mental health and um, has really has seen a benefit from doing, practicing certain things with me. So I think it's a good thing for him to be around that energy and see what's available. So there's like, I think, was it 1,600 euros or more uh, raised for charity from the film? So that's fantastic. I think that's a great achievement um, and for children. So I think we can all agree that that's a great a great cause the is it the Laura Lynn Foundation so yeah they do tremendous work so it's it's what I mean there's a couple of charities I would have had in mind but they're one that stands out for me because the work is absolutely priceless. Yeah I mean to do what they can do um for children that are basically some of the end of life unfortunately but just to make their, their journey across um is you know as comfortable as they can um to be honest, they're the real kind of angels, people that can do that type of work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to know you. I think I've known you for a couple of years and probably COVID was the thing that that drew me into, you know, connecting with you during that period for me. Yes, I went back to my herb studies. Uh, I dropped it for about eight years and then I realized, you know, people were approaching me and, and it's easy for me to then to do the system that I do, and then back into the Qigong, which I know me and you have have linked in with, and I managed to get uh, Master Yap and Dennis to come here, and I know that myself and yourself have always had an interest in the energy work. So I'm hoping that next year, I know that we plan to host some of these teachers to come over, and then with with our own circle of friends on both sides, on your side, mine, and and, and colleagues is to get to form a community of like-minded people who want to share and learn. Uh, no ego, going in there, doing the work and seeing what, what it brings for them first uh, and what it brings to others uh, as a benefit. Um, and I know that you are heading to China again. You've had a really big year, you know, uh, you know, married, getting this film launched, uh, getting your eyes sorted, ready for the traveling. Uh, and it, no, it's been an amazing to watch you progress. It's been really, really, I'm very honored to be even to sit down and, and have a meal with you and chat to you. It's been, it's been great. And you, you really, I always say to any of my colleagues, if you go to Kurt's clinic, you feel like you're going home. You feel like, you know, you're sat at home with a brother. It's not, you know, there's no pretense. This is what it is. It's real. This is what we do. There's no showing off. 
And I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, attitude to have to life in general. I know your earlier life wasn't so easy, but I think those kinds of things shape you and strengthen you and and have led you to where you're at. So yeah, I know 2024 is going to be a year of growth. I know that anyone who's watching this, who's interested in seeing the movie, need to contact you for you know post-premiere screenings. And those of you who are in the distribution network that are in my network that are listening to this or watching it, if you could contact Kurt, we'll leave his details at the bottom of this podcast, both on YouTube and on other platforms, um, to contact him because it's really important to see how somebody can take these traditional arts and run with it to the highest level. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's another 30, 40 years left of training to go yet, Kurt, but it's that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, as you say, there's very few people, especially in Ireland, that have reached that level, let alone in the UK. So what's next for 2024? Can you give us a quick, brief layout of what you've, your early plans are? Yeah, so as you said, I mean... <sighs> COVID was, uh, I suppose, a kick in the teeth for us all. So it stopped my ability to go back and forth to China and Hong Kong, as I've been doing for years and years now. Um, so typically I would have went, you know, twice a year, sometimes for three weeks, sometimes for two weeks, whatever work permitted. But certainly I would cram in a lot in when I was over there. Um, but as you say, COVID stopped all that. So thankfully now with everything settled and back to normal, um, back to Hong Kong, back to China, and out of Japan, actually, in February. So we have a full month away, myself and my wife, Amy. So um, we're bringing Christian and filmmaker. And basically what we're going to do is make part two of the movie. Um, I'm also bringing my top student, Clive. He's a, he's a lad from Scotland um, who I teach online. So I teach quite a few people online as well. So um, that's another good thing, uh, I suppose, that technology has done for all us instructors that we can spread a little bit wider. And get the arts out there. So yeah, yeah, we're going back to China, and I've I've talked to my my Seagong, who was featured in the in the docu film. So we have a short interview with him, and we also have quite the treasure. We have him doing a demonstration, um, which was at um last year's Chinese New Year in London, and he's. I should know exactly, but uh, I've forgotten. But I was at his 70th birthday a good few years back. So I'm going to say he's mid-70s now. And he still moves like a man that's in his mid-20s. His power, his speed, his technique is phenomenal. So even for people to see that on the screen, it's going to probably blow them away. To see what you can still be able to do and what you can retain from practicing martial arts for a lifetime is, mm. is fascinating. So when we go out there, he's he's going to line up a lot of interviews for me. So a lot of the masters are quite elderly. Um, so the idea was to get interviews with these guys before, basically before it's too late. Because a lot of them, as I say, are, you know, late 70s, 80s, 90s, even some of them are in the hundreds now at this stage. And still, still functioning and still training. But look, nature is nature. We don't live forever. So... Um, the idea is to capture as much of the, the, the gold, the treasures as we can off them, interview them all, maybe get a few little demonstrations, go around, see some of the temples. So it's really going to be a follow-up there, part one of the documentary. 
Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm getting to Kyoto, Japan as well, which is going to be a big thing for me because it's, it's you know, it's a beautiful old city as well, which I love. I love historical cities. I love that t- type of thing. I'm not really a skyscraper type of guy. I'm not into any of that. I'm not into the modern life. I love all the old buildings, all the traditions. I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to martial arts. I'm, you know, I'm rooted in respect and honor i don't like any of the modern day pursuits if people like it it's over there for them if you like the mma go and do it that's fine it's not my bag i love all the old school stuff as i say i love the respect and the discipline and the honor comes with traditional martial arts so we're going to focus a lot on that and trying to get that out in part two um, and of course i'm going to have my own instructor in hong kong on it which is going to be amazing for people to see as well who i rate as probably one of the best, I have to say. Um, I put him up at the professor level, so he's 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 um, he's unreal, to be honest. So it's going to be great for people to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys don't speak English, so all the interviews will be conducted in either Mandarin or, or Cantonese. But we will have subtitles and um, translation on the the film when it does come out. Um, yeah, so, and then I suppose part one of the movie, when people, uh, when it does finally go out onto the big screen or, you know, and when it does go onto one of the platforms, it's kind of a nice piece because it kind of captures my whole background. It captures, um, I suppose, the longing style itself in in its history, its principles, it, you know, right into its power generation principles and the whole thing, the mechanics behind it. Then it kind of captures my journey, um, you know, coming up through living in London, training with my sea going in London. When I was a younger man, I, I spent about six and a half, seven years in London. So it captures all that. Um, and then it captures, you know, right up to the date where I'm involved in the Chinese medicine heavily. So I've kind of become, I suppose, a, a bit of an authority, I hope, on Ch- uh, Chinese herbalism. So I would kind of, um, as an unofficial role, I would kind of mentor a lot of um, Chinese herbalists. So a lot would send me, you know, WhatsApp messages and different things and say, what do you think of this court? What do you think of this tongue here? So have a look at it and, you know, um, what would you prescribe? So in a way, it's kind of my way of giving back, my way of helping and, and a way of spreading the knowledge. So I'm certainly hoping to get uh, my herbal herbal uh, seafood in Hong Kong as well, and have people see him and, and yep. see where the, the whole connection is. You know, yeah, um, yeah. So all that's going to be covered, um, and a, a lot of that is covered in in part one already. As I say, it's yep. a feature length, so it's very in depth. Um, it does sound quite long, but in actual fact, it's very fast paced. And uh, Christian has a a brilliant um, filmmaker. Um, he manages to keep a fast pace and he manages to keep it, you know, really, yeah. really well. Uh, keeps your attention. Yeah, he keeps your attention. It's a really good piece. So, yeah, I'm quite proud of her, actually, you know, so it's it's definitely something I'm, I'm happy to put out there. because So, so people are coming, are gonna, we're going to meet up before the film and then afterwards we're going to go for some get-together drinks. Mm. So this is more of an, it's like an event really, isn't it? It's more than just going for the film. It's a gathering of of people who have a like-minded interest. Um, and I think those people become ambassadors then for the work, you know. And I know for myself, I you know, I know nothing about Dragon Style other than what you've demonstrated. Mm. But it's fascinating to see the power that can be generated from the human body. It's, 
you know, in a way that is so efficient mm. um, compared to, you know, things that you see on, on the screen. Um, I know we were laughing and joking recently about uh, seeing a former school school colleague on, on the big cinema, you know, <laughs> and then seeing like his journey and how he'd gone from traditional to more modern approaches. But um, I think it's so important. And I do say like my one of my teachers passed on used to say, you know, that the West is the place that's going to preserve it more than the East at this stage, because there is that tradition, isn't there, of holding on and holding on to the secrets. And and now I think that they're realizing as time goes on, there's, there's, there's no there's, there's no need to do that anymore. Um, and I mean, obviously, there has to be worthy, worthy enough students that that have the respect and can can um, can carry it through. And I think that's I'm hoping this will come across in the film that they'll see, you know, that you're a genuine guy, you're authentic. What you're doing is as close to the 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 tip of the spear as is possible. And I know I've tried to lift up one of your. Uh, weapons and realize you know the level of power and strength you need is is beyond the ordinary so uh you know for those of you who are listening in in the cup of this episode uh we will send you details once the film is is ready to go out after the screening which might take a little while to get everything together but once that's up and the platform's been chosen then we'll we'll we'll, we'll get people on board with it i think i'd love to have you on for a longer podcast once we get through this Celtic Dragon premiere probably just before Christmas we can get maybe come down to the the depending on how I know it's going to be crazy busy before Christmas so we'll see what we can do and I'm hoping to bring a buddy of mine who's who's very interested in what you're doing and then you put us through our paces and and destroy us and have that on film just to to show how difficult it is actually to do dragon style and uh, two two old blokes getting beaten up would be uh... do, do, you, do you know what age is not really relevant it's 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 all about commitment and that's what i say and the the term i always use and i probably overuse it but just because i like it the term i always use for me in terms of the dragon style is is uh quality over quantity so I'm in a very privileged position where I do really well through Chinese medicine. I don't really want for that. And I don't want, I don't need to be a millionaire. I'm happy of a comfortable life. Um, so I, I don't need money from martial arts. It's not my end goal. Um, and anyway, it's very hard to make money, but there is some making it out there off it, but and, mm. and more power to them. It's just not for me. What I want is good students. Mm. So I don't need 300 students. I don't need a, an international yeah. federation that has, you know, multiple, you know, branches. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that. What yeah. I need is quality. And what I, that's exactly what I need is quality all the time. So yeah. when I train people, I push them. And I want to be as authentic as I can. I understand that you can't do what you've done in the old days. Certainly when I start training, I basically for the first three years was doing stance work. So I had learned just basically what we call the dragon stance, the lung ma. I had learned the big bow, which was the half step, and then I'd learned the driving step, the full step, the lunging man. And that was it. And I just drilled them for three years. Did it do good? Yes, it did. Because even now when I go to Hong Kong or China, some of the older masters will say, oh, your horse is very strong. That sounds funny. They're, what they mean by a horse is your stance, mm. okay? You mean your stance or your root is very strong, right? Mm. Your map, yeah, okay? Mm. They mean it's strong. The stance is strong. So, and again, it comes back to the thing: if the foundation is strong, the building is strong. Mm-hmm. You know. So, 
weak foundation, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can't build anything, right? Yeah. So you start with the, the building blocks. So, yeah, you can't really do that anymore, but I still try to drive the students as much as I can. Um, so, as I say, I'm the type of guy that I'll train somebody. If I feel after a couple of months that they're not committed or they're not improving, then we'll have a chat. And if they're still not improving after that, then I'll just tell them, look, maybe go and find a different system because I don't like to waste people's time or my time, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I'm at an age now where I just want to give the real style, give the real the real thing to somebody and let them, you know, let them flourish. That's it. Yeah. Right. I have a, a new online student now. The, the latest guy I took on is an American guy, lovely guy, very strong guy, martial arts background. But I know he trains. I can see it. But still, when I showed him the dragon stance, he's already been in contact to say, wow, i done this and thanks for that because I couldn't walk. <laughs> it's a hard style. There's yeah. no way of sugarcoating it. There's no way of saying, yeah, you'll just join up and within a year you'll have it. You won't. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a complex system. It takes a lot to learn how to generate the power. Um, and I suppose we could talk in a bit more detail in a further episode. But if you look at society now, we're very much so in that kind of automatic culture where everybody wants everything instantly. Mm. Want it now. Instantaneously, I want it. That's it. Mm. I want to be the black belt in BJJ. I want to yeah. be fighting in MMA. I want to be forced fight. This is the way all the kids are now. Unfortunately, that just will not marry up a match with Lung Ying, so they just won't end up doing it. It's as simple as. Because there's no way, there's no shortcuts. You just can't do it. You have to put the effort in. You have to put the time in. Yeah. I mean, even in Hong Kong now, I see some of the kids, and if I'm being very honest and very frank, and I usually am because I'm a straight-up guy, which I think you know by now, some of the stuff I say in Hong Kong is terrible. Hmm. And hmm. in China. I mean, basically, some of the older masters are holding the candle because they're they're still the the ones that have done the training and put the shift in. And some of the younger guys, not them all, there is some fairly good young guys as well, which I have great respect for. But some of them um, are just they're very poor. They don't understand the body mechanics, and that's not just my style. Because this can be pack me, it can be Chowgar, it can be many different hacker systems where you can see they don't understand the body mechanics, they don't understand the power generation, they don't have that horse, they don't have the root, and they just don't have it. Mm -hmm. And that's basically because they've chosen to take shortcuts or they're lazy because they'd rather be on the PlayStation, whatever the case may be, you don't know. But they just don't want to put the shift in. And I understand that people are busier nowadays and people have to walk and they have to make a living, but... Again, you know, if you're passionate about it, you'll find time. I mean, I walk long hours. My routine generally is myself and the wife and me get up. We're up. We're training by 7 o'clock in the morning. We put a full hour in, sometimes an hour and 20 minutes. Then we'll get on the bike, cycle 10 kilometers to walk just for another bit of fitness. And then we do a day's walk, which is usually 12 to 13 hours. And then we cycle home and then we train in the evening. Yeah. So there will always be excuses. If you want to make excuses, you can always make them. There's always the reason why you can sit on the sofa and eat the chocolate cake. All those things are going to be there. So really in martial arts, it's about discipline. It's about having that mental strength to say, I'm not eating that chocolate cake tonight. Of course, you don't have to be a saint, but you have Mm. to to, to betray a real martial artist. 
or the, the, the be a real martial artist, you have to have discipline. You have to know how to look after yourself. You should be in good health. Um, I mean, you talk about the Qigong even. Qigong is something I've always been fascinated, always been interested in. There's Qigong within the Lung Ying, but it's certainly a hard Qigong. Okay? So for years, I've been looking for a genuine system of uh, medical Qigong. Mm. And today, I've never found one. I've done a lot of what I like to call health Qigong, which is health, uh, which is Qigong for personal health. Mm-hmm. So it works on developing your own kind of internal organ strength, your own energy and what have you, but you can't do much else with it. Mm. So I'm trying to find a genuine system of medical Qigong where you can actually uh, transmit Qi mm-hmm. to heal others, but not only transmit Qi to heal others, but also find the faults in people's bodies. So find those cold spots where the illness lives that's that's a real power. I've seen it done, um, but I've never been lucky enough to find a master. Thankfully, this year, and maybe it's because year the dragon is coming in, the dragon energy is starting to come in. Um, I've done just that through yourself. So yeah. we've managed to find Dennis of the, the Han Yang Ru Yi, who, for me, the minute I seen him, I knew he was genuine. Hmm. Because one thing about the Qigong industry um, and, and it can be true of Kung Fu in general. There is a lot of what you might call charlatans in it. And let's just be honest. Okay. There's no nice way to sugarcoat it either. There's a lot of people pretending or professing to be something they're not. Mm-hmm. These people I can sound out and spot within five minutes because of my 40 year background in martial arts. So it was really refreshing to see somebody like Dennis that's actually a genuine master of Qigong. And also you have Master Yap, who's obviously another fairly genuine master as well. More mm. so on the health end, I think, of the Qigong, I could be wrong. But with Dennis, he, he has... He's definitely he's moving that way. You can see, you yeah. know, he, you know, he's he, he's handing over, slowly handing over the martial aspects to other people. And, mm. you know, he's 68, coming up for 70, working that way forward. And he's realising there is a health aspect to the Nagong. Mm. Uh, Dennis, like yourself, you know, worked worked hard was an ordinary bloke like me and you we just always had an interest in in martial arts you know did a bit of this and a bit of that and then when he found his teacher i think his teacher's still alive and he told me you know at 80 years of age he's still learning and he still has a couple of masters he hasn't had a chance to train with himself uh, mm. who are only a few years older than him but he mm. still considers them his master so that's the level of humbleness it takes. You know, it, it's, he doesn't need to do it for money, right? It's not, he, he's not in that environment. And I think, you know, when I've worked in uh, China, you do come across those, what you call the fake gurus who yeah. need to keep money on the table. So they string you along, right? It's the same in the West, right? With your, in some of the old yoga schools, the real old yoga masters, they don't do it for money. You do it, they do it to take on disciples. And then in the West, it's like, yeah, you know, you need to do level 25 of yoga before you can be. And the same in some of the martial arts. I mean, I did a very commercial style of martial art. Luckily for me, my teacher was considered an absolute beast of a man. Genuinely hardcore master at a very young age at 23 um but an absolute beast of a guy and 
I mean, for him, it was his job, so he had to make it more commercial. But he told me he, he wasn't a day didn't go by that he didn't wake up in the morning and think, I should have gone to the States because he would have been a millionaire, you know. But it wasn't for him. He just he stuck with his crew. He stuck with the loyalty. Uh, trod on a few toes, of course, you know, like all martial artists. But for me, you know, it was too hard a style. My body was getting battered in my mid-20s. Oh. Um, and I needed that internal system to heal me. So it's like now I'm coming back. I'm slowly coming back. I'm 51 this month. And I'm thinking, right, I need to really lose that bit of belly, get fit again. And one of my teachers who's 60 says to me, you need both. You need to be able to be physically strong enough, you know, and you also need to have the internals. And what you said to me with Dragon Style is it's like that yin yang. You, it's constantly turning and there's phases in the martial art where you go hard, then soft, hard, then soft. And there's phases when you're both together uh, as a dragon. So I think that's really interesting, but you're right. You have to have, as a young person, you have to have those foundations. Even Master Yap said it, like he went through hell, you know, mm. and now he doesn't teach it like that because he recognizes these modern people, they they cannot commit to that level of hell. And it's like he's also realizing sometimes it's a cultural thing, right? In China, you just grind, Right. Mm. Culture of just grinding, getting it done, getting through. I see it a lot in Tai Chi. You know, people mm. just holding these stances for hours and hours and hours and hours and really never really progressing in the martial art, but they're just doing it because their teacher did it. Whereas I, I feeling because you've traveled and you've been, you've been able to suck in those bits of information and weave it together so that you can say, right, if you want to fast track it, for this, there's no fast track. You have to just do that. To kind of improve this a bit quicker, you need to work on these elements. And I think that's the beauty, a little bit of the Western mindset, is we're a little bit more analytical in some ways. We want to know. We want to know why it works. Whereas with the Chinese masters I trained with in the past, it's like, don't question, just do. You know, hmm. and then you kind of figure it out yourself. Ah, oh, this is why it works. You know, you have to kind of play with it. Whereas yeah. if you have it's, a slight... Yeah, it's a discovery side. Whereas with us, I think we want people to be, we would like our students to do well. So we we try our best to make that, facilitate that. Whereas I think you're dealing with billions of people and it's a case of, you know, I mean, if someone stepped on, knocked on your door and said, right, will you take me as an apprentice? I'm sure you'd be like, okay, but, you know, you're on probation for the next 12 months. You know, I'm not saying yes until you've put them, you know, it's that it's a bit like being in the special forces, right? You, you, you know, people think applying to go into special forces, they get in, they think that they're accepted because they've been accepted. But really mm. that first 12 months is the real test, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, the most important thing for the long yang uh, with the dragon style, as they say, is the foundation. Because when I even look at the, you know, the masters that I've loved, been lucky enough to train and we see back on in Hong Kong and, and he's training partners who will be all kind of uh, they're called sea socks so sea sock gongs to me and then my, my sea gong and what have you and my lay um, sea toy gong the resilience I see in those men in their, in their kind of twilight years if you like is unbelievable 
you can see that what they've done in the past in their in their youth has studied them. It literally mm-hmm. has strengthened their constitution. I mean, if if you look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective and you think about Jing and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. that's what they've done. They've strengthened the body. The constitution is so strong. The guys never get sick. Even simple things for old guys, and they are old guys, you wouldn't like to admit it. They probably beat me up for saying that, right? <laughs> but they don't get sick. I never hear of them sick. I don't see them cold. Even when I meet them and it's it's cold evening, they're in T-shirts. They have this abundance of energy and just, you know, natural power and resilience. That's what they've got out of the martial art, which is, for me, is fabulous. You you just, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't get that without the effort. You can't attain it without the journey. Mm. And that's what I try to get across in the movie. Because it, let's take something else. It, it, it just because they don't want to beat up on all the modern pursuits, right? Not but sure. if, you take, if you take even, say, the Muay Thai kickboxing, yeah. I really like it. I really like Muay Thai kickboxing. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a really good art, right? It's tough, it's hard, it's great to watch. But the longevity in it is not there. Most of the guys, by the time they're like 35 to 40 years of age, the body is broken, battered, the yeah. joints are smashed up, some of the internal organs are damaged. Okay, kidney and liver doesn't function as well as it should. Yeah. You look at Kung Fu, it's the opposite of that. You can do it till you're 100, and you can do it proper if you know how to do it. Lung Ying is a fairly good system in the sense that um, it's been lucky by its history, where it came from, okay? So it came from Lofoshan Mountain, basically, the, the, the monastery mountain, right? And in that monastery, that Taoist monastery, you had Chinese medicine doctors, you had herbalists, and you had the Kung Fu practitioners. And Mm -hmm. he mixed the whole thing together. So when it did eventually come out to the public, Lam Yukui, who was the the, the CGO, the the founder of the the style, the the modern art outside of the temple, or the first layperson to learn it, he was a herbalist. He was a bone setter. He was a Chinese medicine doctor. He was an expert in what we call did that, which is the kind of the fallen hit wines and, and and the poultices and and all that lotions and balms and what have you. So the style itself developed around health. So you understood how to stand, how to move, the body mechanics that wouldn't hurt the body, how mm. to breathe. I mean, even if you look at some of the, the other martial arts. And no names, no scandal, because I'm not going to fall out with everybody. <laughs> but the systems where they generate power through mm. tension and yeah. through so much tension that they build, okay, you, you know, basically in here, we, we, from the Dantian and up, mm. we kind of call it the pressure cooker in Chinese medicine, yeah? yeah. Uh, at least my Sifu did. And a lot of them build so much pressure in there and hold it in the body that they actually end up damaging their own internal organs. Yeah, yeah. So there's certain systems of martial art where some of the masters, they pass on quite young. A, yeah. lot, of them, a lot of them take strokes. A lot yeah. of them have hypertension. Yeah. You see that in the Qigong world too. You yes. Know, the that transmit. So they, they generate an electro energy from the Dantian outwards. They end up dying in their fifties and sixties. Exactly because they, they damage the they damage the cardiovascular system because they don't truly understand the medicine. They don't understand what they're doing, and that's another thing that I, I noticed when I went 
to see my 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 uh, see back gong and when he put everything together for me and, and my see gong as well, who have been the two kind of inspirations for me and Long Ying. The one thing I noticed was, and that can't be um it, it can't be took off the table, is that they're both highly intelligent guys. They really understand Chinese martial art and qigong and and the medicine, the the acupuncture, the herbs. You've got to have some smarts because it is pretty complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. It was put together a lot of it by scholars, by philosophers, by people that knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying the ordinary Joe Soap in the street can't do it. He can, but he needs a broke down from. It. He needs to understand it. I've come to, you know, to a point where I've been instructing that long. I know how to feed certain students. I know what they need. I know some of them will take it quicker. Some of them I need to break it down into A, B, C, and D, and so on. So you need to understand it. And or otherwise, what inevitably happens is what we were just talking about. People end up hurting themselves through incorrect practices. When I see guys my age and they go, look, I've no... I've no cartilage left in the knees and I've five discs gone in the back and they put rubber in there and they've done this shoulder and I'm getting steroid injections. Then I have to say to them, you need to sit down and reflect. You need to ask yourself what art you were doing and how you're practicing. Because if you're broke up, you know, <laughs> you're doing wrong. I mean, I've been in, in villages in Hong Kong where I've seen guys, and, and this sounds comical, but I've seen guys with bow legs. Now, some might say it's rickets, but to me, it's a lot of bad martial arts practices as well. Because the minute I start training with my see back gong, even I notice the smoothly flows. And then I've seen some other kung fu masters where they try to put holes in the ground. So what I like to call it is WWE demonstration. <laughs> it's like wrestling. They mm-hmm. hit the ground and then they punch. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it gives an impression of power, mm-hmm. but. But what it does is, long term, it smash the hips, smash the ankles, smash the knees. Mm. Now, it's good for me because they have to come to me then. (laughs) (laughs) But all joking aside, realistically, that's my lifelong mission. And that's why I'm putting these documentaries out, is to Mm. show people that they need to train, Mm. but also how to train. Mm. How to heal themselves in every way possible. Because just like we spoke there, and even you mentioned your son, who's a, who's a beautiful kid, I'm a lovely kid. In the West, what they tend to do is, is stigmatize and separate. So they talk about mental health, which is a term I don't like. I'll use it because when you use it with your clients, you understand what you're talking about. But we like it. We like to call it the Shen or the Shen faculty or you know whatever. We don't separate. In Chinese medicine, we shouldn't separate mind, body, and spirit. We really shouldn't. And I know that's overplayed as well, that you have to have all as one and blah, blah, blah. But realistically, it is all one. Because where the mind is not right, the body won't be right. There's always imbalance. And once everything's out of kilter, it's all out. That's basically how it works. One Mm -hmm. goes, everything goes. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do as a community, when we teach Qigong, when we teach Kung Fu, is show people right from the offset, not only how to do the martial art, but how to do the health, how to look after themselves mentally. Like we talk about even in the documentary, I gave a very small window into my spiritual practices, which I would like to go into more. Mm-hmm. So I had been hesitant when I was younger because of, um, how would I put it? 
there can be certain, you know, accusations and people can mix things up. So I've always been careful to say that I'm not, I wouldn't try to change anybody's religion mm. because some people are very religious and that's okay. Yeah. But if you look at the term religion, what does it mean to you, Anthony, right? To me, what it means is the worship of a God or it's worship through a set of man-made values or principles that conform the one or other skill of thought. That's what it is, yeah? Yeah. You say that's, that's it? I think that's very accurate. I always think it's almost like a set of rules that have been created to control humanity through worship of some sort of divine deity that you have really no access to, you know, um, that's how I see it. I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I, my parents let me choose my religion. They never baptized me or confirmed me. And actually I had that choice at 18 and I, and I chose no religion and I love religion and I love studying it. And I love learning about different religions. And I have friends that are Sikh, that are Hindu, that are, Taoists that are Mormons, you know, I have friends in all different religious aspects, but for me, uh, I'm spiritual. That's, and it's not a religion. It's just, I have very strong spiritual nature. Mm. Um, I always have, I'm born into it. I have relatives that are extremely powerful spiritual mediums. If you're into that, another form of religion in a way, but you know, so I understand that, um, I, for some reason, the image of Taoism and Buddhism follows me hand in hand. And it was only when I spoke to Master Yap, he was saying that one of the martial arts that he teaches was originally Taoist. Mm. The Taoist priest had to leave the Taoist temple, priestess, because it was being attacked. She took shelter in the, the Buddhist Shaolin, which at that time wasn't this... Marshall School was a proper university of healing and meditation and spiritual practice. And she brought with it her flavor of martial arts, which later then turned into something else later on. But it, it's, I do think that, do I have a spiritual practice? And I do, but uh, some, I think what's happened a little bit from what I've studied of Taoism is become a little bit like religious, you know, and there's a few people who've tried to put a, a religious tint on it or slant on it. But actually, if we look at Irish people, if we remove the religious aspect, they were extremely mm. spiritual race of people. They're very, yeah. very connected to the land. They lived on the land, in the land, buried themselves in the land. Mm. And, and so I think that's why I think sometimes as acupuncturists, we do quite well. You know, as herbalists, we do quite well. Well, the original, the original, kind of yeah, the, the Celtic and the Druid, the whole Druid background was very, you know, some would say it was pagan, but it was it was very spiritual. Um, of course. But that that's, and I mean, just like you, a lot of my students are from every walk of life. Um, in actual fact, one of my top students is Muslim. He's a great lad. Religion doesn't bother me. Whatever religion you want to be, it, to me, it's all about being a good person. When you grind it all back down, and I mean, people mightn't understand it till you get to a certain level in life, but really what it's all about is love. That's what it's all about. Once you can actually love people, you've achieved everything. That's what it's all about. And and that's truly, that's the, as simple as I can put it. Now, we can go into much more detail about that if people want, 
um, in the next episodes. But yeah. I was born a Catholic. I brought up in the Catholic faith. Mm. Um, I never had any interest, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, because mm. I was very analytical since I was a small boy. <laughs> I like to think of a good brain in terms of um, I, I certainly take things in very quickly. I analyze things, and I like to, you know, be analytical, as I say. So I make sense of things for myself, and it never made sense to me. Hmm. So I converted to Taoism quite a long time ago now. Um, is Taoism a religion? Yes, it is. Does it need to be? No, it doesn't. You can certainly practice Taoism principles, as you say, through spirituality. Hmm. So again, if you, if you look at what we were just talking about, which was kind of, you know, given the rough definition of religion, if you give a rough de- definition of uh, spirituality, well, what is that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's been a one, it's Taoism. It's, it's been at one yeah. with nature, okay? Or being at one with the universe, as they say in all the martial arts movies, right? But it's been <laughs> at one with nature, um, trying to do no harm, trying to help everybody out, um, trying to be a loving person. That's what it is. That's what spiritual mm. means. Being mm. content with yourself. Um, spirituality, spirituality starts with loving yourself. Once you can love yourself, then you can love others. Mm. Um, some of the basic Taoist chants that I do, they're all around um, vibration. So everything in the universe has a vibration. And if you if your vibration is off, and this is more going into the whole yin and yang concepts again, if your vibration is off, you're going to be unhealthy or you're going to be unwell mm. or your well-being won't be right, your, your mental well-being. So... Even when I do the chanting, I feel so so good, and that's what it's that's what it's all about. Mm. I mean, look, I'll, I'll show you here, and just to show that it's 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 never anything religious. But if I just turn the laptop there, I hope I don't throw things off. But if you look, actually, I'll probably have to lift it up for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see behind me here, but yeah. this kind of my altar. So, um. I show this in the, uh, I don't know if the camera's walking there. Yeah, I got you. So this is my altar. And right? the, uh, the deity behind you? That's a deity. So that's you, Juan. Mm. Right? So he's like the Lord or the governor of um, heaven and earth. He's the main man, basically. Mm. And then as we go down, you'll see that I have here is, um, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a bit hard to show it on this camera. It's not great, but we have, you know, we've quite Gong and so on, Quan Yin, and you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. I have the dragon as well, and of a talisman up there behind me. So, we, we have a few bits and pieces. And um, why do I practice it? Because it gives me good energy, it keeps my head right. And mm-hmm. um, as you said yourself, and maybe someday I'll write a book, but I did have an interest in you. I, I predicted yeah. it. I, I, predicted I, had it. A, I had an interest in you that you might say was very, very rough in terms of um, violence and all sorts of things like that. Um, not nice stuff, but it's where I grew up, and I grew up in a very rough area, and it's, um, I suppose, it's um, it's dog-eat-dog world, you know? So you either become the wolf or you become the, you know, the victim, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a rough area where you had to defend yourself, and I, I had all that stuff, and I had, unfortunately, probably thousands of altercations, um, I was also a doorman in a very rough area. So I kind of 
um, ended up in all the kind of very physical, very macho, very kind of bullshit roles, <laughs> which you do because that's the environment I was in. Yep. And your environment shapes you, whether you like it or not. Um, I was always very lucky that I had the martial arts because the martial arts kept me grounded, it kept me sensible, um, and and basically kept me a good guy. Um, and ultimately, the goal was always to pull away from that because you, you, you are your company, you are your circle. It's as simple as. And again, if you believe in Taoism and you believe in the fact that we come down in circles, everybody's all we've all met before, we're here to help each other in life. Yeah, sure. It doesn't get any simpler than that. I mean, even you mentioned the movie, and I have to say, um, who's coming? I'm fairly honoured because I have martial artists coming. I have acupuncturists, herbalists. I have energy walkers. I have psychics. I have people from all walks of the community, which yeah, are... I think some, some of my clients are coming as well, you know. Yeah, I've, I've got, got a lot of my own clients, which is, is just great yeah. interest. Actually, during the week there, I just was speaking to two guys. So there's two guys used to do a podcast. Um, I don't know if they're still keeping it going, but he's certainly done it during uh, COVID. Um, Niche and Alex. So they're two well-known Chowgar Mantis guys from London. And they're both flying over for it, flying in on the Saturday morning and watching the movie back out Sunday evening. Nice. Obviously a big expense for the two guys coming yeah. at a minute's notice. But that's what martial arts community does. They, they, they rally together. We look after each other. We support each other. We push the ego to one side, and we and and we do what needs to be done. And um, so, yeah, I'm very honoured to have the people I have surrounding me. Of my students are coming from far far away as well. I've got my top student coming over from Scotland, as you say, and you know he's coming over staying with me. Um, I'll make a point of training while he's here as well. Yeah, he's not getting off hell don't let him get away we're just coming over for a weekend <laughs> he, he usually says on the journey home he loves to play because he sleeps on it and he says he can't walk getting off he has to be helped off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so look the martial arts community is great and so is the the the, the chinese medicine community of course you're always going to get naysayers you're always going to get politics that goes hand in hand with every walk of life. It happens everywhere, the corporate world, everything. It's mm-hmm. just what it is. Um, I've learned to pull back and just ignore these people over the years. Um, yeah. Negativity is not something you want. So as you say, the likes of the chance that I do, they were designed many, many moons ago to bring in good energy, to bring in the deities, um, to bring in their energy, to drive out negativity, keep your energy vibration on the vibration you need or on so and that's why i do them and do they work yes they do and i wish more people would do it because unfortunately again the day and age we're in i would say probably and it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that probably 40 percent of my clientele um have some kind of mental health issue and as you say, I don't even like using that term, but yeah, it, it, I, it, I kind of wanted to get into that with you, you know, at some point, and I know we'll cover that in the next podcast, but it's going to be so interesting for people listening to this. If they go back to episode 12, and even though that was only probably a couple of years ago, maybe less, that mm. you'll see a massive, you'll see a massive evolution in you and a massive mm. evolution in me from that, mm. from that, you know, we've been like this, great reset that everyone has it's actually been a fantastic thing for people like me and you because uh, mm-hmm. it's forced us back out into the open and and get things going again you know 
Um, and and I'm I'm really looking forward to doing some seminars with you and looking at mental health and maybe getting some of the the lads together who need a bit of a G up and a bit of positivity uh, and something that can solidify their energy a bit and get their mental health on track. And I'm sure that's something that we can facilitate in, in the near future. Well, you absolutely can, because as you say, there's a lot of young men out there broken in one way or another. Um, through no fault of their own, society's become too fast, it's become mm. too, um, what's the word I would use for it, um, too superficial. So everything's materialistic. Yeah, um, It's all about who can drive the biggest car, who can get the mortgage. You know, it's it's all it's all for show. And it, 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 the guys are stressed. Everybody's stressed. And so are young girls as well. Everybody's stressed. Everybody's competing. We've got all the social media and who puts up the best photographs, who looks the best, who gets the most likes. Yep. You know, I, I have clients that come in to me and... They can be kids. They can be kids coming in that are being bullied socially, like on the, the social media, harassment, whether they're a little bit, you know, overweight, pudgy or whatever, you know, as we used to call it when we were young, a bit of puppy fat. But now kids can be damn cruel, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of this type of thing going on in adults, in, in youth, that can be fixed very easily if people just come back to the center, come back to the root and just practice the simple stuff. Unfortunately, what I see in that 40% is once we get talking, is that being described X, Y, C, usually um, Cyroquil, um, Xanax, hmm. um, Cipramil, all these anti psychotics, um, anti anxiety, anti depression, um, and so on. A lot of medicines that were probably designed originally with a purpose to maybe be used very short term to get somebody over a over a, a an issue, yep. get them over the bump, as you say, for maybe you know a couple of weeks. Basically, like casting a leg. It's like yeah. cast over well, a, a couple leg. of months. Yeah, I, I have clients now, which I'm sure you have yourself. Unfortunately, some of these people have been 20 years on these meds, and they're never going to come off them. And coming off them is horrific for them. Um, so, the, you know, the simple things are just coming back to the the real, as I say, centering, giving people coping strategies. Hmm. Simple things like like the meditation, the chanting, the qigong. Yeah. Um, or Breath or awareness, the, right? Sitting, being able to just sit with yourself. Being still, yeah. being present. Being in nature. Being in nature. All these things are so important. We we talk about the Taoism. The Taoism had it all wrapped up thousands of years ago. How mm. simple things should be. If mm. you can sit with yourself, if you can be content, if you can love yourself. Mm-hmm. Modern modern techniques used in like psychotherapy, such as a, a havening. You've probably heard of it. Yes. It's all about the touch and the feel. It's coming back to loving yourself, and that's mm. what it's about not being um, too hard on yourself, not being discontent with your own life, living the, the best life you can. It's it's also simple. Mm-hmm. Now I can hear myself getting passionate. Because <laughs> I it, know. I was going to say, you're going to see a big difference between 12 and 28. Yeah, because I want to fix a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're going to evolve. That's what happens. I mean, I'm going now for a half a century. So, of course, you're going to evolve. And it's natural. That's universal law as well. Mm. 
that's back to the Taoism. Mm. When you're younger, you've all that young energy and you just want to go. You want to fly around all the time. You just want to do, 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 do. As you get a bit older, you get more reflective. The yin comes in <laughs> and you, you want to heal. That's mm. what you want to do. It's like I can see now how the masters look at guys that were me when I was 20. So they see them going with the kung fu and flying yeah. around the place, and they're just sick, and they don't they don't come in because they know that's what they have to do. That's their journey. That's where they're at. They're at that yang stage where you just need to let them. They're like a young horse; they need to run. So yeah. let's let them do it. But then at their age, it's time to reflect. It's time to heal the body, and um, it's time to look after the body. But the mental health is the critical one or, or the crucial one that I really want to, to focus on. Right. Because when the mental health breaks down, the body breaks down in general, the physical goes, the spiritual goes. Mm -hmm. the, uh, spirituality is is kind of lacking now in society. Of course well, it's lacking. Between you and me, and like I don't readily share this, but I'm at a point where I don't really give an F what people think. Mm -hmm. We're in a spiritual war right now for our children, mm -hmm. for the future. There's people wanting to... And it sounds very conspiratorial, but you know what I'm trying to say? There's this real battle for the human psyche, I feel, a little bit. Well, as you said, Anthony, already on a very simple level, the world has become too superficial, too, too mm. materialistic. And mm. that's what it comes down to, that everything is driven by fakeness. Everything is basically you need this, you need that. You don't need anything. Mm. All you need is contentment. You don't need to be a millionaire. You don't need to have a bigger car than your neighbor. You don't need to drive the latest X5 BMW. You don't need any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Nice to have, but you don't need it. Yeah. You absolutely don't need it. People need to step back, reflect, and look after themselves. It's about the health. That's what it's about. It's about the health. It's about the journey through life. It's true as us two are talking here. Mm -hmm. In 40 years' time, we'll probably be a pile of dust. You get so many years. That's what you get. You get so many years to do something productive, something good with it. Even if you're not a religious person, even if you're not a spiritual person, right? you have to have meaning. You have to have meaning. That's I what think I so. I mean, like a couple of months ago, I was speaking to my wife and I said to her, look, you know, I, I felt like this year, maybe the year before, I kind of eased off the gas for myself, you know, hmm. uh, and like, Anyone that knows me knows that I don't ease off the gas. <laughs> but for me, I felt like I had, it's like, oh, you know, I'm 50 now. Maybe I should just like ease off the gas a bit, you know. And then about two months ago, when me and you were having a conversation, it's like, ah, oh, no, fuck it. <laughs> you know, but it's not about putting your foot down like you were when you're in your 20s. It's a bit like, you know, going from fifth gear into sixth. So you're still doing the same speed, but you're doing it more efficiently and you're relaxed and you're less tense and you're not holding on to the wheel and you're in cruise control. And that's mm. what I feel where I'm at coming up for 51. And I think anyone listening to this uh, and they want more information on what you do, we're going to be definitely doing some work together. I'd love to get you, I'd love you to come with me to Canada and meet some of my colleagues over there for, for a bit of fun in the, in, in on one of the islands. But in the meantime, I'm going to wrap this up now because this was a supposed to be a 20 minute podcast, but you can see the passion is very high. So we just keep it going. We keep it rolling. 
Is there any parting message before we wrap up that you want to share before we go? Well, obviously we'll be leaving details below, links and you know, all that. And I mean it's sold out, so I'm sorry guys, that's it, sold out. But um is there anything you want to to share with the audience, those people listening and watching? Well, yeah, I suppose just a couple of quick things. One is just to thank everybody again for the support, because if I'm being honest, because um, I'm not a man that has an ego, I, if I'm being honest, I was nervous when I seen the size of the actual cinema screen. Mm. So I thank people for the support and being able to sell it out, that there's interest out there, which is is, is brilliant. I'm flattered. Um, and I also thanked them knowing that we're doing something good for charity as well. We'll be signing a nice check after Christmas. Um, and yeah, just thank people for the support. Um, give everybody that a voice or that kind of, you know, um, drive that we've been trying to give and say, look, get yourself up, get in gear. You don't have to, you, as you say, you don't have to go 100 million miles an hour. All you need to do is train. Um, I'm almost 50. I still move really quickly. But it, it, the way I put it is I've started since I was a kid. So it's kind of... I suppose the analogy I would use is it's like when you know when you leave a diesel car sitting up and then you, you start her up and the filter, the diesel filter, and it has trouble and the lights come up on the dash and then you need to take it for a really good run across the motorway or whatever mm. and you clear it out. My diesel filter's constantly clean because I've been doing it since I'm a kid. But if your diesel filter's blocked, yeah, it's not a big deal. You mm. just need to get that clear. That's all you need to do. And actually, I think I heard Master Yap use a similar analogy in uh, Qigong, mm-hmm. saying that basically you just need to clear all the meridians, and once they're clear, you're good to go. Yeah. Or he uses a plumbing analogy, actually, about clearing yeah. the plumbing system. And it's the same thing. So what I say to people is it's never too late. Age is only a number. It's, it doesn't matter. Even if you haven't been using it, yeah, you mightn't get up and start moving the way I do straight away, but you will eventually. And certainly if you train with me, you will, because I'll get you there. (laughs) It's just about training, being active, because we all have to be active. And that's another thing that we will end up discussing is movement, Mm. because that's another thing that a lot of my clients have forgotten to do. Yeah. Design the move. I'm friends with a guy who's a movement coach in Dublin. He's a really lovely guy um, and and had has a background in boxing as well. And, you know, he, he has a really interesting story of how he got there. And I do. He does say it's important for overall health, but every, each person has a different movement goal, right? You mm. know, um, back when I was in the twenties, I wanted to do the splits, so I learned how to do the splits. I wanted to be able to kick, you know, seven feet in the air and break breeze blocks. So I learned how to do it. And and now you ask me to do that now, it'll be like a comedy show. But there's some people that I know that are in the sixties can still do those those things. They it's just yeah, but it, it, it's it's more some memory. So it's like I said with the diesel car analogy, it's that filter has constantly been cleaned because they've been going, they've been going on long runs all the time. They've been cleaning that filter. It's the same thing. But anyway, we digress again. So basically, yeah, thanks to everybody. Yeah. Uh, we're really going to have a really good night on um, on Saturday. The plan is to meet up. We're yeah. going to meet up in the Green Room pub at about half five in the evening. We're going to have a drink or two, a sociable drink. Of a professional photographer coming, so we're going to do a whole red carpet bit before we go into the cinema. Then we're going to watch the movie, and I hope everybody really enjoys it, which I'm sure they will. It's a really good piece. I'm, I'm proud of it. Um, I think it holds its own. 
And then after that, I've booked um, the Dockers Bar because being Christmas, it can be hard to get into places. Oh, you, can, mm-hmm. you can get the bouncers with this. Are you on the Christmas list, Buzz? Yeah. You know? yeah. So we have the Dockers Bar booked. I've booked that for a, for a large crowd. So we're all going to go back there and enjoy a night. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everybody. The support is overwhelming, to be honest. It's it's brilliant. I'm, I've actually got a, a large number of calls this week and texts of people saying, oh, God, I, I left it too late. It's sold out. Yeah. So there's a possibility we might even run it again or run yeah. it somewhere else, whether it be Belfast yeah. or Cork. Yeah, or I think there could be an opportunity to to do that, you know, to do that and maybe even, you know, try try another venue. Uh, I, I don't see what, see what the interest is like. Um, I think for sh- for sure, and I would like to see us in the near future um, creating something together whereby people come together and train, and even if it's a, a retreat style where you know they train for a week or they stay for a week or two, and you know maybe never necessarily go in fall into any kind of lineage, but go to experience what it's like. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, what we can do in the new year, Anthony, is we can. We can put together some kind of a a workshop or a retreat, as you say. Um, and we're fairly privileged with a lot of the people that we know that we have, you know, we have the facilities in terms of halls yeah. and, and, and land, yeah. things like yeah. that. So, you know, we can put stuff together in terms of what I would love to do is I would love to do Qigong. I would love to do some mental health awareness. I would love to do some treatments in terms of the acupuncture, the herbs, the mushrooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that type of stuff, bits of the lung yin. We can even do bits of self defense and 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 confidence building type uh, movements, um, and just you know holding yourself right in in terms of that. We can do all that. Um, I'm also a keen archer, so we can do some archery if people want, um, and things like that. Throwing axes, yeah. you know, going back to nature. Exactly. <laughs> we can yeah. do all that type of stuff. But, and, you know, we've enough we've enough people between us to make this happen. And I know people listening to this who are friends and colleagues who want to come in and, and help either facilitate, give us the space. To I, I think I, I think we can motivate people. I, I think we can get people um, doing stuff. Yeah, and I think it'd be good. So, yeah, just to, to wrap it up, as I say, because yeah. we were wrapping up for quite a while. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. because, again, thanks to everybody. And I'm going to thank everybody individually, hopefully at some stage, but thanks to yourself as well, because, you know, you've been a shining light and a, and a great support as well. And, uh, I mean, the work you're doing, just like the lads that I mentioned in London, bringing, you know, fresh eyes, or people that wouldn't otherwise see this, bringing fresh eyes to the work that we do is 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 tremendous work. It takes a lot and it, it's a lot of energy. And I know people think these things happen by accident you don't it takes organization it takes walk after the fact as well and getting things out there so um thanks a lot Anthony. It's you're really welcome you're welcome and, and uh, thanks thank to everybody, everybody for listening watching support kurt in his work long ying dragon style the herbal clinic as well his clients and um we'll get to see we'll give a, an analysis of the film after it's happened and we'll get you on the next one for a deep dive so thanks very much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take thanks care. Thanks very much, Andy. Thanks.